Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. This is Albert Turcaso, Humanity Matters Podcast, episode 641. The Great 9-11 Betrayal. Now, as I said in the description, many people are going to think that I am unpatriotic and they're not going to listen. And if they do listen, they may even get angry. And I thought about 9-11, but to be quite honest with you, over these years, when I think about it, of course, I feel bad that America died 3,000 times that day. Not that we lost 3,000 people, but we died in a lot of ways 3,000 times that day. And I feel for those families. Just like I feel for every human and animal that's ever died. Now, if those people were evil or enemies, or murderers, or rapists, and things like that. I personally don't feel for them. At least, unless they were justified in what they had done, I don't feel for them. But at the same time, somebody feels for them. But this is not just about 9-11. In, this, in a larger sense. It's not just about the 3,000 times we died that day or the 3,000, nearly 3,000 Americans that died. It's really about what happened afterwards and how we, our nation and indeed our globe, have been betrayed by the very people who today still claim that they're protecting us, today they still claim that it's for our security. Well, there's a problem. You see, I feel bad for every one of those victims and their families. And I do hope that if there are any other lawsuits out there related to that, you know, not getting compensated correctly or what have you, or not getting the help that they need, then obviously, whether they're the victims, they're victims of um, some of the heroes that died or what have you, you know, I feel for them. And this is a day of mourning. But in a way... Every day since that day has been a day of mourning. So I say that this is a great betrayal. 
And people wonder, what on earth does he mean? Well, simply put, I mean this. When that day happened, we were attacked by enemies of the United States and the way we lived. We were attacked for our civil liberties, our freedoms, our ability to rise up no matter where we were, what our genetics were, our education, you know, whatever roadblocks we may traditionally look at. In America, we have the opportunity to rise up and and live the American dream. And so we have a lot of enemies because we have these freedoms, like freedom of speech and freedom of expression and freedom to love who we want, where we want, when we want. So we were attacked that day in 2001. But it's what happened after, and both political parties, our governments, our corporations, our hospitals, and every aspect of American society has since then betrayed us. So you're probably thinking by now, what the heck is he talking about? Simply this. At least in 2001, we had the illusion, to a greater extent, the illusion had more reality to it. And it wasn't all an illusion. We truly had those freedoms. We truly had privacy. We truly had the ability to get lost in our nation. We didn't have this big brother as prevalent as we do today. And that is where we were betrayed. Our government has not only spied on us with surveillance in every possible way that you can conceive of. They made deals during the Bush administration where our phone companies, which is also called telecommunication companies, our internet companies, our um, even Google and all of these companies could use the information and give it to the police, essentially turning this nation and indeed this planet into a global spy network. Now, what do we lose as a result? Well, most people have no idea or they don't even consider what we've lost. They almost become invisible to the surveillance. And that is the problem. You see, the terrorists hate us for our perceived freedoms. But how do we have any freedom if we no longer have privacy? 
Now, I know a lot of you are probably going to say, well, we have privacy. Well, not really. You think we do. But in reality, we don't. And our nation is about freedom of expression. Our nation is about privacy. Our nation is about a man and a woman can go into their house, or a man and a man and a woman and a woman can go into their house and make love and love who they want to be in love with or have sex. But not anymore, not without it being known. We've lost what our Constitution has promised us. We have lost what the Bill of Rights ensures us. And in fact, we've lost America, my friends. This is a day of mourning, but every day since. And it's our government, the Bush administration, and every Congress since, and even our president, whom I like, he is guilty. And both candidates, whether I like them or not, both candidates for president, all candidates for president, all candidates for Congress, they're all perfectly okay with the continued global surveillance. But that is an absolute affront to our Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights, and frankly, I submit to you, it is an attack and it is an assault on every military woman and man that ever served this nation. You're in the military right now. If you happen to hear this and you hear this, it's going to get you angry. You're going to hate me for this. You're going to say, what the F are you saying? That I'm fighting for an illusion? Yes. Now, you guys and girls are my heroes. I may not agree with you politically all the time, but you're heroes. <coughs> and I don't blame you. And what you're doing is heroic. <coughs> fighting for freedom. Excuse me. The problem is this world, this globe, has now become a prison world or a prison globe. We may not look at it that way, but the reality is this. There is not any place in America that you can actually go, just about no place on earth, especially in America for the most part, where you don't need some kind of ID. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Whether it is a license or state-issued or federal-issued, if they have those yet, which I don't think they do. But you really can't go anywhere anymore in America without identifying yourself to some extent. And for the illegal immigrants of any nation, I really don't know how they get by because, let me tell you, in my city, I don't know about your city, in my city, almost every hospital that we go to, we have to give our name and our social security number and some and our birth date and our birth date. And some, sometimes we have to show ID. 
Now, you might not think that there's something inherently wrong with this, but when we have no privacy and we have no way to eat or drink or go to the hospital or get educated without giving up our information, then we live in a fascist, Nazi globe. It's more of a dictatorship. Now, I know that nobody wants to hear this, especially not this day, and this is the exact reason why we must hear it. You see, this is the thing. If we had been attacked and we did not change all this, but we fought the enemy and we defeated the enemy, which we, for the most part, did, at least partially, back then. But if we had done that and we didn't bring out these Patriot Acts and all of that, that would have been keeping closer to the meaning of America, to the principles, to freedom for all, equality for all, privacy for all, freedom of speech and expression. But that's not what we did. Now, a lot of security analysts and intelligence agencies would say, well, yeah, but how are we supposed to protect the nation? Well, my question to them would be, how did you protect it without taking the easy way out all these years. Now, people can say, well, yeah. Well, obviously they failed. Look what happened in 91 and 2001. They may not have been paying enough attention. It may have been computer or human era. I do not believe that it was because they couldn't just spy on everybody. Because this is a problem, my fellow Americans. There were heroes that day. The people on Flight 93, <coughs> I believe it was, excuse me, Flight 93, over in Shanksville, PA. And all the emergency personnel, the firefighters, the police, paramedics, that fought and many died to save others, or at least attempt to save others. They were heroes. The men and the women who joined the military, or were already in the military, and those who joined, fighting against the terrorists, they were and they are heroes. But our so-called leaders in government and in every other aspect of society that started data mining everything we do, even the ones that we like, even the ones that we must vote for, in a larger sense, they have betrayed us, the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, and, of course, the Bill of Rights. But they've also in so doing, betrayed themselves. They've also, in fact, broke the laws. They've supplanted and circumvented 
the Constitution of the United States many times, all in the name of protecting us. So I've heard this analogy before. I don't recall who said it, who who may have said it or where I read it or whatever. But they made a point. You can live in a fortress to protect yourself, and you will be safe. But in reality, you will be a prisoner. You can be safe physically, but you will not be free. Benjamin Franklin said, those who would exchange security for liberty deserve neither. Well, I did not exchange my liberty, not voluntarily, for the most part. But let me say this to you. Many of you do not see the connection. And you're thinking, well, why is this in a, a betrayal of 9-11? You may be thinking that. It's a betrayal because the terrorists, in a larger sense, they won. Because the whole entire globe now is a lot less free. And the beacon of freedom the United States of America, is truly not free. Yes, we still officially have the rights to free speech. We officially have the rights to freedom of expression. We officially can go from, still physically, we can go from our house or apartment or wherever we live and, in theory, go wherever we want on a plane, hopefully, or drive or by boat, I mean boat, And officially, we can apply for other careers or start businesses even. And all that we've always done, officially, at least in theory, we can do. But the reality is, it's an illusion. One would, some even argue that from day one it's been an illusion, that America's never really truly been free. And I could understand where they're coming from. At first, I thought they were conspiracy theorists years ago when I started to hear them. And I thought they were, frankly, um, in need of mental health treatment. But in reality, every nation on earth is, for the most part, a prison nation. Now, before you start asking me what do I mean, I'll give you the answer that they often pointed out. Can you leave the United States? Were you able really were you ever able truly to leave the United States of America and go overseas without a passport? And if the answer is no, which it was for a long time, for many at least probably the last hundred or so years, it's been that case. Probably more than hundred and fifty years. That's been the case. You needed a passport. Which means you, the American citizen, could not decide to go to another nation and leave. At least if you were detected, you couldn't leave. And then return. Now, for many years, you could do that with Mexico and Canada. 
and possibly if you got through Mexico, you can go to South America. But the reality is, if you needed a passport, in truth, we've never really been free. Not really. But why does all this mean so much? It's because of our way of life. We need our liberty. And right now, the entire globe is being spied upon. Before I did this podcast, I thought about something. People going off the grid. Now, I don't know anybody that's gone off the grid. And I'd like to learn more about going off the grid. Not because I want to. But here's the thing that I question. If a person were to go off the grid, they would totally have to give up any kind of communication. They couldn't have a cell phone. They couldn't have a landline phone. They couldn't use the Internet to communicate. And then, unless they had access to cash all the time, how would they buy anything? How would they even go to the hospital? You see, that's the problem, my friends. We are not just being tracked globally in everything that we do, including listening to this podcast and while you're on the Internet. The problem isn't just that we're being tracked, but people say that we voluntarily gave it up, gave up our freedoms. We're the ones that put the pictures on Facebook, which I have done, to try to improve my finances and get people to realize that the businesses that I'm in, the programs that I'm in, I'm in it to earn an income, but also to help them to earn an income. But I had to give up certain rights to privacy. But I'm speaking more of the ones where we're forced to. For example, if you are on the Internet, I don't care how you're on there. If you have an Internet service provider, or even if you go to most libraries, you actually are being tracked right now through your what they call um, ISPID. I think I forget what it's called. But um, essentially, you're being tracked. And they can know exactly where you are on the planet. Why do they need to know that? But what about the fact that even if you were to get on the Internet, somehow not have an ISP tracking you, how do you go to almost any website on the planet without being willing for them to track you through cookies and other means? So you see, a lot of people say we gave our privacy up voluntarily. But the reality is, in a larger sense, we have not. Because we were forced to give it up. It's not a choice if you have to go to the emergency room. It's not a choice, really, to to deny giving your information. Because if you don't give them your social security number, at least in America, and you don't give them your name and your birthday, then you won't get the medical care that you need. 
or at least an attempt at getting the medical care that you need. And if you want a debit card or a credit card, once again, you're forced to give up that information. What if you just always wanted exclusively to use cash? All right. There are some cases where you could do that because you can go to, like, a quick cash place, cash your check, get all cash, and you wouldn't necessarily need a bank account. But in a lot of places around the United States, you do need to have a state-issued ID to go in certain buildings or events. Again, another form of tracking you. You need to have certain forms of ID, obviously, to go into any kind of state government um, or city or state government, you know, facility or federal. So these are all things that you're forced to give up your privacy and your independence and your rights and your liberty. And that's why I say it's a great betrayal of 9-11. You see, because before that, a lot of this wasn't in place. And these, these, terroristic, these terroristic countries were our enemy or even other countries around the globe with communist or fascist governments or dictatorships or despots or despots, they're mainly authoritarian countries. And they are huge human rights violators. They imprison and execute many people. But the problem is we have now employed many of those same practices. Think about that for a minute. We're honoring and remembering those who died in 2001. Yet our nation and governments around the globe, for that matter, are employing tactics that were like the Soviet Union and China and the Nazis. China has one of the worst human rights records of the modern globe. And not only does our government look the other way, but we owe them billions, if not trillions of dollars in debt. And probably at least 70% of the products that we have in America are made in China. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't like how the Chinese government treats our people or people around the globe. But I don't have a problem with any person. I love humanity. That means I love the Chinese. I just don't like the actions. Now, the problem with all of what I've said, you probably still can't quite connect it. But the problem is we've taken away the America 
that we lived in at least up until that point. Now, in 93, we were attacked at the World Trade Center once. I mean, excuse me, 91. It was also attacked. I don't know how many of you may remember that. And I think one or two people died back in 91. They had done it, I believe, in the lower-level garage. And if I'm not mistaken, it was a, a white van or what have you. And at any rate, they probably changed laws that I was not aware of because I didn't pay attention. But they didn't do it to the extent. And this is the thing. We can't afford to lose all of our privacy. Because our privacy is what actually gives us our freedom and our liberty and our pursuit of happiness. But let's talk a little bit about the upcoming 2016 election. And I know you're probably thinking, oh, geez, how does this have a connection? Very much so. I believe all people, Albert Tricasso's beliefs, beliefs are as follows, in this context at least. Everyone has a right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and a fair chance in the race of life. Those words, by the way, a fair chance in the race of life, came from a Republican, Abraham Lincoln. I also believe whether they are immigrants that are illegal or legal, they add unity and greatness to our nation. With that, let me mention that we have two candidates, officially two candidates that are One is going to be the next president. But the problem is one of them, in my opinion, will make our nation much more authoritarian and even a dictatorship if they are elected. This person has cut down our generals, yes, our own military. This person has praised the Russian president. Now, if the Russian president hadn't acted like a dictator and invaded another nation and done things that just is wrong, I wouldn't have had a problem with a compliment or two. But this is a man who invaded a country called uh, the Ukraine, a city or a city called Krems, I believe, Crimea or something to that effect. And he's invaded and he's done some very dictator type of things. And I'm sure he silenced a lot of his enemies. And this is a bad man. His actions, at least, are bad. And one of our candidates actually praises him regularly, or has many times. This person has also attacked an entire 
religion. No Muslims should be in America. Ban Muslims or any new Muslims. He's attacked Mexicans. He's attacked women. He's attacked a veteran hero, John McCain. He's caused problems in schools with the two pigmentations, whites and African Americans. He's caused hatred to come back even more than before. And yes, I am speaking about Donald Trump. And some of the listeners, the minute you hear me talk about Donald Trump, you're a Donald Trump lover and supporter. And you're going to leave or you're going to call me every name in the book. But I say to you that if you love Donald Trump, you don't love yourself. That if you love Donald Trump, you don't love God. If you love Donald Trump, you're filled with hate or xenophobia or the other things that you want to, I mean, sexism or racism, everything. And I'm saying I'm not hating you for that, but I do hate your actions. Look, this is not the way for you to get ahead in life in America. And Donald Trump has no intentions of making our country any better. He will set us backwards by a hundred or more years. And the idea that we would build a wall to keep every illegal alien out? Okay. What about the illegal alien that's leaving Mexico because they can't find any kind of work or enough money to feed their family, and if they get over to America, they can at least find some jobs that will give them enough money to feed their families back home. Or what about the men and the women who are fleeing Mexico because they've been terrorized and maybe even tortured and raped, and they're trying to get over here. So we're going to build a wall, and even the innocent shall suffer and die, or at least suffer. What about cutting down on the disabled, or women, or saying our generals are inept? What kind of military morale... Do you think our generals are going to have, and frankly, the the majority of the military, if they're being told that they're losing and that they're not worth it? This man is filled with hatred. And he has torn down far too many of our fellow Americans. He's also a very extraordinarily dangerous man. And I submit to you that if you are a person of faith, I don't care where you are with your religious beliefs or morals. If you are a person of faith, I submit to you, you better pray to God. Now, I'm not going to say that because that's like I'm commanding you. I apologize. That makes me a dictator. But you 
should pray to God that Hillary Rodham Clinton wins. Because I'll tell you something, the hatred, the tearing down of African Americans, the tearing down of Muslims and Mexicans, and and cutting down women, and saying our generals are, are terrible, and even John McCain, which I don't agree with politically most of the time, to say that he's not a hero, these types of attacks by Donald Trump, this is what's going to make our nation worse. And more people are going to hate each other. Do you think that our children in schools are going to care about each other if if blacks are always being torn down and the majority of Trump supporters and their families are white? Do you not see the appearance of racism there? And then we speak about Muslims and Mexicans. And what if you are a racist? Well, you're never going to go to heaven or hell. Because I guess guess what? Your soul won't be able to reside in either place. Because who you hate will be there. Now, I know you might be an atheist and have hate. You may not believe there is a God, but trust me, there is something. Whether it is the God that everybody that is faithful on earth believes, or some kind of cosmic machine even, I guarantee you our souls and our energies go somewhere after death. And yours will be in limbo if you're filled with hate. I don't say that because I'm God. No, I'm not God. God is God. I'm just a, a messenger. But you cannot hate anybody and expect to go to heaven. I don't hate Donald Trump. I hate his actions. I think he's the biggest a-hole at times on the face of the earth. But I don't hate him. I hate his actions. Which leads me to a very astounding statement. I hate the evil that any dictator, including Hitler, has ever done. But can we even hate Hitler? We can't hate and still have love in us. So would I F Hitler up if I could? Yes. Would I maybe have taken him out? Yeah, if I could have. Because I hated his actions and we had to defend our planet. But I don't think we can hate the person. We can only hate the actions. But what I'm concerned most about now is our country has a lot of hatred or fear. I don't know why the majority of Caucasian Americans who support Trump are supporting him. I believe it is because of hatred and or fear. Or he is appealing to the worst aspects of you. And I don't hate the racist people. If you are racist, I don't hate you. 
I hate your actions. But I submit to you, change. And do not vote for Donald Trump. If you are against abortion and you feel that it is murder, and that is why you are voting, voting for Donald Trump, you can ask for forgiveness. You can pray that great changes happen or that people start no longer aborting children. But I submit to you, you still need to vote for Hillary Clinton, even if you can't fathom it. The reason is this. This is not touting for her. This is the reason. Donald will divide our country even worse than he does now. And who knows what kind of policies he may enact. If he bans Muslims, he's no different than what Hitler did to the Jews. If he puts walls up to stop Mexicans or other immigrants from anywhere coming in, he diminishes America's ability to compete on the global scale. And we already have many dwindling jobs. And with automation and mechanics, I mean robots, we need all the jobs we can get and careers we can get to keep this country and this planet going. Donald Trump will also dramatically hurt our economy. Dramatically. As a matter of fact, Moody's, which is not a liberal organization, Moody's, says that a Clinton administration will bring 10 million new jobs to America over her term. And it says that Donald Trump will lose 3.5 million. That's the projection. And our economy will go back into a recession. So if you are a person that's looking out for your own family, there's no doubt Hillary Clinton needs to be your choice. Now, before you think that this has turned into some kind of political rant, no. You see, this all can trace back to, believe it or not, 9-11. Because remember what happened immediately after 9-11. We, the people itself, not the government that, that betrayed us, not the organizations and the corporations that betrayed us, but the people itself, themselves. We came together. We had a unity that was reminiscent of the years of WW2. People cared about each other. People went out of their way to help each other. Muslims and Christians were actually hugging each other. Blacks and whites standing side by side and helping each other. The love was at an all-time high and the unity. This is not some rosy picture that I'm trying to paint. I've witnessed a lot of it. People cared. People were in a time of great mourning, yes. But we cared. 
And that's something you need to think about. Do you want unity and do you want your ability to rise up and go forward in your life, whether you want to be a businesswoman or a businessman, a rocket scientist or whatever? Do you want to have the ability to move ahead and the ability to see your children do as well or better than you? Do you believe in the fundamentals and the principles of America anymore? Then if you do, I submit to you, the things I speak about should be very sacred almost to you. Not because it's me. I'm God-centered. I admit, I don't know enough about God, but I know this. I love God. I believe in God. And I don't believe that our planet should spy on us, that we should be spied on for everything we do. Our phones, our internet, what we eat, what we look at, what we watch, who we love, when we love them, where we go to take out our children for a snack. I mean, there is not one segment of society where you're not tracked now. As a matter of fact, your cell phone, your smartphone, if you have it on, whether you have the GPS on or not, or the Bluetooth or not, because of the way a cell phone works, which is through satellites and towers, there's not a per- place on Earth that you can go where you're not tracked. The only way you can be, quote, unquote, off the grid would be you would have to take the battery out of your phone and also your, whatchamacallit, um, your SIM card if they have one, or completely no longer ever use a cell phone. The only way to be off the grid is not to ever use a cell phone, to not have any vehicle that has like OnStar or anything like that. You could never get on the Internet again. Frankly, you couldn't make any kind of phone call again. You couldn't go to a hospital ever again, so you'd have to find a way to have somebody treat you when you're sick or injured. And if you had some kind of catastrophic accident, you would obviously have to go back on the grid. The point is, You don't have a choice in modern society. And that is exactly the type of stuff these authoritarian countries and terrorists wanted. And unfortunately, our United States government, federally, statewide, and locally, and almost every corporation in America and around the globe, they have granted that wish to the terrorists. These words that I speak may even be mined by the NSA. So let me clarify, I am a patriotic, loving American, but I believe in free speech. I believe we need to be honest with ourselves and others, and we must tell the truth. Our nation is at risk. 
when we cannot have our privacy at all, when we can't go anywhere in America without being tracked, then we've lost America. It's an illusion, friends. And I don't say this to to make you more paranoid. And, And let me say this to the people with mental health issues, and already you may be paranoid. All these things I say, I also will say this. We can change it, globally speaking. As a matter of fact, toward the end of the episode, there's a series. I believe it's on the Science Channel. There's a series by actor that has actor Morgan Freeman is the host. I think he might produce it also. He's the host. And it's called Through the Wormhole. He has an episode, Is Privacy Dead? And they interview a number of people. And toward the end of the episode, they speak about if we are going to live in a world or globe without privacy, how do we adapt to it and how... Do we find out who's spying on us and then we force them to become transparent and or spy on them? And I am not in favor of global surveillance by anybody by any means. But I do believe if we are going to be spied on, anyone and everyone that spies on us should also be known. When our government spies on us, when our grocery store or pizza place spies on us, we should know these things. So we do need to implement counter-surveillance for everybody. I would submit to inventors or future inventors who may hear this podcast, come up with a counter-surveillance piece of equipment that everybody can afford to get, or the majority can, so that we can know when we are being spied on and know who it is. Privacy may be dead, my friends, in America and around the globe. I don't like it. I think it's an abomination. But if it is, we must learn how to adapt and overcome just like our heroes of the military. We must adapt and overcome. So what do we do? We find a way to watch those who are watching us. That's what we do. But I want to say this. When you honor the people who died in 2011, I mean, I mean, 2001, Honor them by starting a petition and demanding that the United States reform or eradicate any types of surveillance on the innocent people and bring back habeas corpus. Eradicate or reform the you know the National Defense Authorization Act, the Patriot Act, the Military Commissions Act of 
excuse me, 2006 and 9. 2006 and 2009, and all of those laws that take away our freedoms. I submit to you, we need to have laws that say, if I don't want to give you my information, my state-issued ID or my license or my Social Security number, whether or not I'm willing to give it to you, you still need to take care of me medically you still need to allow me to open up a bank account. Because let me tell you, friends, since the Patriot Act in America, you cannot even open up a bank account or a credit union account or any kind of account that you want to save and or earn money. Or a checking account of any kind. You can't do it without a license or state-issued ID. Because of the Patriot Act. And if you look at these terms of services, even in your Internet, your banking, or anything that you're doing, if you look at these very long terms of, ser- terms of services that could sometimes be 20 to 50 pages or more, if you read every word and comprehended every word, you would see that your phone companies your hospitals, um, your Internet, any company that you deal with in their terms of services or policies clearly state that if they are asked by law enforcement to give up your information, they may, and some say they will. So you do not have any right anymore in America and you do not have any freedom in America but this is not a cause that we shall mourn I mean in a case where we shall mourn this is a case where we shall legally peace, peacefully and ethically fight back how can our nation be protecting us from from invasions of terrorists or other nations? How can they protect us when they themselves, in a larger sense, have imprisoned us? Now, you still may not see this vision, but let me ask you, have you ever been to an NFL football game? where you went through metal detectors and maybe even had to show ID? Have you ever gone to amusement parks where you went through metal detectors and maybe even had to show ID? Now, with regards to metal detectors, with the way there's been an increase of people who have mental health problems and were not treated because they couldn't get the treatment, were turned away, couldn't afford it, or frankly didn't know they had mental illness or didn't want it. And because of terroristic threats and what have you, I can accept metal detectors in most cases. I can accept that. 
What I do not accept is being forced to give up my Social Security number, being tracked by everywhere I go on the Internet, every word I say on any kind of phone, landline, cell phone. What I do not accept is the end of privacy on the planet. I don't accept it. But we must we must adapt, and hopefully the globe will come up with a way for us to track those who track us. But the great betrayal is the fact that our nation, our nation, said all these wonderful things and had all these dedications in 2001 and every year since, including today, September the 11th. 2016, yet today, millions of tears have probably cried, families, fellow Americans, maybe even our own politicians. But if we truly want to honor them, let us go back as much as possible to what America was like before we started these laws like the NDAA the Patriot Act, Military Commissions Act, and all of that. Now, you might say, well, if we don't give law enforcement the ability to track us and do all these things, won't there be more attacks? And the answer is, I don't believe so. I simply think they made a mistake in 1991. They missed something. They didn't pay attention they or they ignored it. And the same thing in 1991. But up until then, our intelligence agencies, our surveillance men and women, our spies, and our military protected Americans and the homeland. Well, the United States of America, I don't even like using the word homeland because homeland was often used in Nazi Germany. That's right, Nazi Germany. We even have a Nazi Germany-titled agency called Homeland Security. Homeland was a word the Nazis frequently used, and I think even the Soviets used for a long time. And now we have an agency called Homeland Security. The fact is we do have fascist and communistic or Marxist, whatever one, dictatorship types of policies in an agency called Homeland Security. When I hear homeland, I immediately think about the Nazis because they had that. What I'm saying to you is we need to make sure that our Congress and even the black ops, off the books and black ops and secret stuff, and we won't even go there as to what that is, but let's just say that all people working for the United States or to work to protect the American people need to obey the original laws. And they can get the work done. They can save every American without turning this entire globe into a prison. If you doubt my words and you're mad at me because I say Donald Trump is going to be a dictator... If you doubt any of my words, 
I submit to you, try going into emergency room today, just for the heck of it. You know, fake an injury, which I don't know. Don't fake an injury, but or instead of going in, call and say, if I had to come into the emergency room, what would I need to identify myself? And they'll tell you, probably an ID or your Social Security number, but you can't just walk in there anymore without being trapped because of these laws. Go into a bank. Ask them what would I need to do to open up a checking account, a savings account, maybe some kind of brokerage brokerage account, or go into a stockbroker or any kind of thing like that, any kind of financial thing. Go ahead. Try to buy a house. Try to rent a house. Try to rent an apartment. Anything that you do on a daily basis. Try to get a debit card. And I guarantee you, at some point in that process, you're going to be asked for your Social Security card, your state-issued ID, some other kind of identification, or your license. And you cannot go online without being tracked. You cannot use a cell phone without being tracked. You cannot call on a real phone without, I mean, landline phone or a connected or cordless phone. Anywhere on earth, truly. And even if you could, you still could be tracked. The satellites in the sky, especially those of the military, even though they're way up in the sky, they can focus in on you so well now, the technology is actually there, they can actually see the hairs in your nose from the sky. If you don't believe me, go to um, Google Maps. Now, keep in mind, this is a non-military non-military camera and satellite, but even Google, type in your address, your home, and you can get pretty good close-ups of your home anywhere on earth. This is dangerous, my friends. We've imprisoned our nation, the United States of America, We have thrown out the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence. We have thrown out the Bill of Rights. And we've imprisoned every one of the 7 billion-plus souls on Earth. So what do we do? One by one, we speak out. One by one, we find a way to form a group. Then a party. Then have millions of people force those who are spying on us to reveal themselves. Not only who they are, but when they are spying on us. For what purpose? What prompted them to do so? What did we say? What did we do? What did we buy? What did we eat that made them treat us like criminals? And that, my friends, is the final reason we have been betrayed. Because with all this surveillance around the globe, it is the presumption that everybody 
has something to hide. It is the presumption that everybody is a potential criminal. It is the presumption that everybody is a potential terrorist. It is the presumption that everybody is evil. But the irony of ironies is the people who are spying on us are doing the greatest evil. They may not be killing people, per se, I hope. They probably are, but hopefully they're not. But they are doing more to harm us and our way of life than what happened in 9-11. The fact that right now, because I'm doing what I'm doing, saying what I'm saying, there's no guarantee that I won't get arrested or be checked out. You might say, oh, he's paranoid. No. It can happen. Why do you think I made the disclaimer? Why do you think I will again? I want anyone who's tracking me to hereby be informed as a journalist and a man who believes in the right called freedom of speech and expression, I am simply telling my fellow Americans and my fellow citizens of the globe what has been going on. I am a law-abiding, tax-paying, and owner of a property, American. I own a property, which is my home. I own a car. I own a computer. I am a law-abiding citizen. I am Albert Tricasso. I am also a patriot who believes in the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights, and the Constitution. And what has gone on since at least 9-11 has been an abomination. And it is an insult to every military person that ever fought for the United States or, frankly, who fought for freedom in any country. So if any of you doubt why I've made this podcast, I made it so that we could bring back America and the globe. If it means spying on those who spied on us, or at least knowing who they are, why they're doing it, and when, then at least it will be an even an even playing field. But my great concern is this. What if, since about 7 billion people plus are being spied on, what happens when we find out that there is other life on other planets? And that what happens when other forms of life wants to visit our planet and they want to invite us into a Star Trek kind of federation or have interplanetary friendships and relations in in commerce with us, what happens if they see all of this distrust, all of this surveillance, and they're afraid to bring us into the fold? They're afraid of us, or they're afraid that we are the evil ones. What happens then? I know you think that's far-fetched. I I get that. I get that you think that's far-fetched. 
But do you really believe our government has never encountered any other species from any other planet in the entire universe? We cannot discount every single UFO claim that ever existed. But let me ask you, if you are a fan of Star Trek, and you came from another planet, let's say Vulcan, and you've seen how every American, everybody is being spied on by the government and corporations and by each other. And then you look at the history of World War II and you see how Hitler started off this thing in, in the Soviet Union and now that the, the, the country that's claiming to be the freest in the, on earth is actually doing a lot of the policies of the Nazis and the Soviets if you're from another planet and you happen to see that, what's your trust level going to be? You see, my fellow Americans and fellow people from the planet Earth, we're not just hurting ourselves by spying and allowing surveillance like this on everybody. We're hurting our future. And I know how crazy it may sound to you, but the reality is, one day, there are going to be aliens visiting this planet in a very public form. One day, that's going to happen. And how do we know how they're going to react to us because of the way we're reacting with interacting with each other? You see, here's the thing. They're not going to have much confidence in us if they see how we're hurting each other. And if I'm spying on everything you do, and you're spying on everything I do, that's dangerous. That's dangerous. Now, I want you to know, there is the episode I spoke to you about through the wormhole, okay? Now, just so that you know that I'm not playing around and that this is for real, I'm going to leave you with an actual link to that episode. And you're going to get a chance to actually see that episode. And what they recommend is, like I said, what they recommend is that, in fact, we find a way to make it transparent and we actually watch those who are watching us. With that, I also want to make it clear. Donald Trump has all the signs of being a dictator. And I understand that if you're an evangelical, you think abortion is murder. And you think homosexuality, and you think that gay marriage is terrible. But if you value your life, if you value our lives as a whole, if you value the safety of this planet, you have to vote for Hillary Clinton. It's not because she is without wrongdoing or without sin. Of course she's done it. And I don't agree with everything she does. I don't even like abortion. I can't stand it, but I don't think that women should risk their lives and die and die of medical problems because they, they try to do it on their own or they should be in prison for it. 
Look, we've got to let God make that final decision when they expire. We cannot allow Donald Trump to have access to the nuclear codes and have a man who would praise Vladimir Putin, who has been a dictator and invaded countries. He praised him. He cut down Obama, and he cut down our own military and our generals and admirals. He tore up women. He tore up Muslims. He even picked on a gold star parent, two parents. He's cut down heroes, made fun of the disabled. This man is dangerous. Do not vote for him. If Donald Trump were here in front of my face, I would tell him, I don't hate you, but you are a dictator, and your ego is dangerous. Do not vote for Donald Trump if you care about Father God. Do not vote for Donald Trump if you care about the United States of America. Do not care about, I mean, do not vote for Donald Trump if you care about yourself, your family, or anything. Because if he gets in that office, it could well be the end of civilization and all life on earth. You think that's an extraordinary, radical statement, but you forget. He will have access to the nuclear codes, and even if he were to get into a war with a nation that has nuclear bombs, even if he did not order any of our bombs to be fired, that doesn't prevent the people that were fighting from firing him at us. We must understand this man is dangerous. That is why many prominent Republicans, including the Bushes, do not want him in. This is way more important than any of our religious beliefs, way more important than our moral beliefs. We can pray for forgiveness. We can let God deal with those who have done mortal sins. But we cannot risk everybody's life on earth, all lives on earth, for a man who acts like a dictator already. If you love America, don't vote for him. Vote for Hillary Rodham Clinton. And pray to God that she wins. I have nothing against Donald Trump personally. I have everything against his actions. But I still love everybody, even those who hate me. So remember that you and humanity really does matter.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.